Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. A lot to dig into in this week's episode, as ever. We have more Angelina Jolie to discuss. We got into her um, rock climbing last week, and she was up to some interesting shenanigans to discuss this week as well. So interesting. We also have a few significant royal updates. So yeah, let's start with our royal run-through. I feel like these are some eccentric royal stories. Like, they kind of feel like Mad Libs created. (laughs) They're all a little wacky. And they're so wacky that they inspire Josh to throw in, like, certain (laughs) graphics into the script. This is a real—this has never been done before. This is unprecedented. I put something in blue. I didn't mean to make it as large as it looks in the text, so my apologies to Julie for, like— probably like jarring her out of into a seizure or something but with this giant blue text anyway this is i don't even know if i truly believe this but i was in a giddy state this morning i think maybe this is my favorite royals related story in a long time we'll see when we get through it if i still agree with that um but the sun had this report over the weekend that prince george five years old has a secret nickname. I'm not even really sure if we should call this a nickname. It's kind of confusing. The headline is kind of wild in the Sun article. Call me Archie. Prince George tells a surprised dog walker that he is actually called Archie. Um, just, it's such a crazy news item. It got picked up everywhere. Um, like, I was just imagining, like, being blasted in from a different planet and trying to, like, make sense of this headline or, like, what, a, like, an alien would assume was trying to be communicated. So, Julie, so the story is that George was reportedly out with his grandmother, Carol Middleton, and, quote, and I think we just have to, like, stop after this to assess, <laughs> a dog walker came across him playing with younger sister Charlotte in a stream near the Middleton family home in Berkshire. Now, where is this path? Like, is it surprising to you that it's so easily accessible to this random itinerant dog walker? Like, this whole scene seems kind of wild to me. Carol's just out, and then they're, like, amongst the, you know, commoners, so to speak, with their dogs running around. They're playing in a stream. Like, it feels to me very, like, 1940s or something. Right. (laughs) Like, what is going on here? It sounds like a scene (laughs) in The Crown or something. Yes. Like, bringing... And also, like, I'm imagining him in those little shorts... Okay, so they're playing in the stream. Carol's watching. I want to know how we can get to this path. If anyone has any information about where this potential dog park is, I guess. Dog parks are going to be a theme in this episode now that I think about it. Oh, such a good call. Um, So this woman did not want to be named. I'm curious, like, what she's scared of or, like, what her motivation is here. Right. I I love the fear here. (laughs) I mean, I guess I sort of... If you came across George and Charlotte and had an amazing anecdote, I feel like either of us would be anonymous as well. I feel like we would want our names attributed. Or else we would throw out an alias like George is doing here. (laughs) Good call. Like, exactly. She could have come up with a fun name for herself. Instead, she decided she did not want to be named, but she decided... It's confusing, too, because she didn't want any of the fame associated with maybe delivering such an anecdote, but did call up a newspaper. 
She didn't want the fame, but she wanted the fee, is my theory. <laughs> uh, maybe she got some sort of payment for it. Yeah. To, I mean, it is a great story. And maybe she doesn't now have to walk as many dogs if she made a, like, a hefty sum off of this. <laughs> so this is her quote. I was asked by a police minder not to take a photo of the children, which I didn't. But George started stroking my dog. Just to be friendly, I love how she throws that in there, I engaged in a bit of small talk, and I asked George what his name was, even though obviously I knew it. Time out. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot to take in even from this portion of the quote. So... I love you throwing a flag on the field <laughs> just partway through the Sun report. Just to be friendly, I engaged in a bit of small talk. I love how it's like against her will. Sure, I'll talk to like the third in line to the throne, who's like the most famous five-year-old on the planet. Um, and then secondly, that her question was, what's your name? I guess, you think she panicked? What's your read on that being the first question? Right. It seems very unnatural. I need more details. What kind of dog was it? Was it her dog? Was she being paid to walk this dog? How many security members were around? Because I'm kind of surprised that she was able to get this close to begin with. Agreed. I feel like you and I, maybe I'm projecting, I definitely have a hard time making conversation with like five-year-old kids because I don't know, should I be an adult? Should I like try to come down on their level? So I can't even imagine us trying to make conversation with a kid, let alone the future king, king of, England. of England. That's such a good point. And also I feel I could see myself blurting out some question like that. Like, oh, who are, who are you? Or like, what's your name? Even though you obviously know. It reminds come here me. often? Yeah. <laughs> I feel I feel like we've I've done that for sure at sometimes when you're covering like let's say a party cut report or something you know who someone is but you still have to ask because it's uncomfortable I guess that's, yeah, I don't know there's like certain circumstances I feel like you have to do that in but like right. it is funny to imagine it being done to a five-year-old it feels like those sort of like social awkwardnesses would be a little bit less like uncomfortable Anyway, this, this is the end of her quote. To my astonishment, George said, I'm called Archie with a big smile on his face. I don't know why he calls himself Archie, but kids often play with their names, and I think it's lovely. So she's offering her analysis here, I guess. It's hard for me to assess truly what, if anything, is meant by Archie, if this is like a pet name, if he just had heard that name like four minutes earlier and it was the first thing he said. The son offers a few like kind of theories, though like his middle names are Alexander and Louis, but I don't really see how that helps us solve anything because Alexander and Archie aren't that similar. What's your take? Because kids play act, maybe that's kind of his character name. Maybe when he misbehaves, like his parents have a name, like jokingly for the bad version of George. I don't know, Archie. Or is he just that clever at age five that he understands? I don't know. Well, no, I had this thought too. Like, do you think he understands? This is like a meta kind of like several layers here. He knows he's famous and like that he's Prince George. So he gives a fake name to kind of like not like how when celebrities check into hotels, they give a fake name. <laughs> so this is almost his like, I don't want to be bothered. So I'm just going to like say my name's Archie. I'm just like a normal kid. 
Right. Like, yes, I want to pet your dog, but no, I'm not going to give you the gratification. Yeah, like, of- like we're, we're not posing for a selfie. Like, this is not going to be like a full blown like celebrity encounter for you. Yeah, this is about me meeting your dog. I think we need to ask the parent of a five year old also to get more context about right. if I, I wish I remembered well enough like what that means or is if like kids just say stuff like that as like a funny hilarious joke to them we um, could not be less suited to read it <laughs> what this might mean for a kid I just said parent of a five year old if it was like the same as like a jackal in the endangered species in the wild it's not, it shouldn't be that crazy to find Oh, yeah. So this fact, though, Julie, I thought was just so weird. It says when she was pregnant, Kate and William referred to George as our little grape. And at school, he is known as PG. And his parents then started calling him PG Tips or just Tips named after a British T. Had you ever heard that? PG Tips? No. So I guess... Prince George, they just call him PG, but that seems a little weird. It sounds like his rapper name or something, PG Tips. That and then, is amazing. So yes. then, so then, I, so then, I googled PG Tips to get more information about this tea, and it's a digestive tea that was founded in the 1930s. I guess it was like Prejesti was the original name. And it was eventually grocers and salesmen abbreviated it to PG. The name implied that it could be drunk prior to eating food as a digestive aid. Like, I just don't even... Can you imagine that being the basis of your nickname? (laughs) I love this deep dive you did. I want to know how many other people after reading the Sun Report also. But what, what a nickname. PG Tips? Right. That that seems a little odd to me because I feel like at school they should make him feel normal. Yeah. Like, just by calling him George or Archie, not PG. PG reminds me of, like, I feel like this is maybe, we're, we're showing behind the curtain a little here, but, like, I feel like people call editors at magazines, like, by their two initials. Like, we'd be like, oh, oh like, oh, is JM available if, like, you wanted to know if Julie was available? I know. Well, Josh and I are going to start incorporating this into our own lives. <laughs> but that's where PG feels to me like exactly what you're saying. It almost draws more attention to his fame. Right. Oh, this is so fascinating. I'm curious. I want to hear more of a report. Was anyone else around that day? Yeah. Has like this who's... dog walker gone back every morning after the same time to see if they'd run into the crew again? I feel like this must be... If it's in, they they said the area Berkshire and it must be near Carol Middleton's house. I'm sure someone, one of our British listeners, probably can maybe offer some insight because I feel like it probably isn't that hard to figure out where this took place. We know there's a stream wherever it was. Again, I wish we had more details. I feel like Josh and I would have asked a hundred questions, like what was Charlotte doing? Was she not into dogs? What were they doing mm, in the stream? Mm-hmm. How were they dressed? Curious what the dog looked like. We definitely would not right. have said just to be friendly. We engaged in small talk. <laughs> I love how also I feel like maybe we're one of the few podcasts in the world that can spend as much time as we just did on one <laughs> word said by a five-year-old. <laughs> Sincerely, one word's right. And also, was she trying to take a picture, do you think? Or do you think the security guard just, like, proactively said Oh, good, good little catch there. Because she says, I was asked by the police officer not to take a photo of the children. So that implies to me she was doing 
uh, you know, like a covert maybe thing with her cell right. phone where you try to do it while you look like you're just texting. I see people trying that all the time at, you know, like celebrity studded events. Yeah, that feels to me maybe preventative. But I feel because I almost feel like she's doing a doth protest too much about how little she cared about the whole thing. Right, right. Also, do you think that Kate and William have read this report? Do they think it's funny? Yeah, I'm very, I'm interested in that too. Do you think Kate just like sent, like sent a screenshot to William, like LOL? Yeah, I, mean, I like that. <laughs> I Somehow, I, my other, I don't know what's giving me this feeling, but something makes me feel like something was lost in translation. As in, like, I don't know, I feel like there's just like more, as ever with these kind of weird royal reports picked up from like eyewitness right. encounters. Like, I feel like maybe he said more happened or maybe Carol Middleton came over to explain after. Like, where was Carol in all of this? I know. Unfortunately, I feel like this is all going to remain a mystery. Yeah. Anyway, if anyone has any theories or thoughts, if your name is Archie and you want to weigh in. If you were that security guard. Yeah. Let us know. All right. Should we talk about a recent report from last week from recent podcast guest and Vanity Fair contributor Katie Nichol? Yes, please. Julie, do you want to read this beginning thing? It's about Harry changing up his diet regimen, and it's some of my favorite recent details about Harry and Meghan's life. Oof. Okay. According to plans for Frogmore Cottage, the couple's new home in Windsor, Harry and Meghan plan to have a yoga studio built at Meghan's behest. The 37-year-old duchess is a huge fan and enjoys vinyasa and hot yoga. She has continued her routine in pregnancy and convinced Harry to try it. Would pay so much money for that video. We never thought Harry would be raving about yoga, but he loves it, one of his friends told Vanity Fair. He looks great, he's lost weight, he's super healthy, and I think he's really happy, although I'm sure he does miss going out with some of his old mates for the occasional pints. I just Josh. Was I was just trying to imagine someone delivering this quote about like me or you or anyone. He looks great, he's lost weight, he's super healthy, and I think he's really happy. <laughs> Like I guess we would have to pay someone. I, like what a what a rave! But though I guess I should add though it ends with a bit of a I guess it's not really shade so much, but the the note about him maybe missing hanging out with his old friends for the occasional pint. I feel like that's like maybe a subtle sort of dig at the way he's changed in some ways. Right, I agree. I also wonder if Megan is leading him through these uh, sequences, whether she's kind of always like acting mm -hmm. as his private instructor. So in addition to giving up drinking while Megan is pregnant, he's apparently quit smoking, much to the relief of his family. He has lost weight as a result of a new exercise regimen, which involves at least two sessions a week at KX Gym in Fulham. He wears a fitness tracker to make sure he's keeping up with his required quota of daily steps. Oh my God. And Josh has in parentheses <laughs> in all caps, cue me flying to London and signing up to join this gym. Well, I just love this level of detail. KX gym in Fulham. If anyone listening to this has been to this gym, please let us know. Do you think he has a private area that's earmarked for his weight routines? Like, how can he just be going to a public gym? I'm sort of shocked there isn't like a palace 
special private gym area for him. Right, because I'm kind of bothered by the crowds at the gym at some point, and no one's trying to sneak photos of me. I wonder, he must have at least one security guard. Maybe he wears the baseball hat down super low, Leo DiCaprio style. Mm -hmm. 100% there's a baseball hat involved. That's such a good call. Right, but we definitely need more details. I'm, like, ready to find this KX gym manager on Twitter and just cold message her. <laughs> like, what if, what if, do you think it would be suspicious? I'm supposed to go to London in the first, I think, in, at some point in the next few weeks. And when I go, I'm just, I'm 100% going to this gym. It's not even a question. But do you think I should try to sign up for, like, a consultation and pretend I want, like, a personal training session? Yes, and then I think you should interview whoever is giving you the tour or consultation. so exciting. I'm looking up this gym now. It looks very fancy. Bespoke packages. And they have kind of, like, food detox packages you can buy. There's, like, a, a body transformation program you can enter. Functional assessment free for members. Uh, I want to do that assessment. You need to do that assessment. And a pregnancy support program. Do we think Megan goes to this gym with him? Anyway, if anyone Maybe. knows, if anyone's <laughs> ever been to a KX gym in London, let us know. I love that this new routine doesn't just finish there with the exercise. There's also a nutritionist involved. A friend says, Harry used to love lying in, but he's up super early with Megan. And the first thing he says he does is a workout. Then he has a green juice. Megan is definitely behind his new regimen. They both see a nutritionist and are into their supplements. Josh, if one of your good friends just transformed this, compl- I guess it's hard to be mad at this. Right. That's the thing. It's like she's, you know, if you're, if his life really is improved in this way in terms of his like health and happiness and whatever, you know, I guess that's all more power to Megan for kind of helping him get there. But I'm sure it's a jarring transformation for everyone who knew him because right. I saw Harry before he met Megan at that polo event in Florida and he had a Corona in one hand and a cigarette in the other. <laughs> and I, this is like a different, this is a different time. Wow. It's just so much of a change. I guess it's like an inspirational message. Gosh, we're really, we're never this sunny about anything. Um, <laughs> I guess I was also, I'm trying to imagine sometimes I don't get at the risk of being overly cynical. I wonder it's like easy to sometimes to get into these grooves, but then to stick to them is hard. Right. Though he's becoming a new dad, so maybe that will help him stay on this sort of path. But this clearly has been Megan's whole life for a long time. I feel like she was doing green juices back before anyone even knew what they were and meditation and all of that. And I wonder if Harry's going to end up sticking with it all. Right. I hope he does. I'm. We're happy for Harry's new health. We just want him to maintain a shred of his identity. Julie, do you think now that they're both into this together when they have their whole regimen and their routine that they've tried to like offer an invite to Kate and William to join them for a yoga class or like bring over green juices for them too or do you think they know better than to try that Uh, I feel like they know better than to try that right yeah I mean I guess I kind of feel like maybe though they've made mention of it And maybe it's one of those things where Kate and William keep saying like, oh, yeah, 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 like eventually. But then obviously it's just not going to happen. 
Right, right, right. I mean, I could see, I feel like Kate's done yoga for sure. I'm sure Kate does some of this wellness stuff. She seems very athletic. Yeah, exactly. Though I feel like she's a little bit more of like an outdoors sports kind of person. Agreed. It's like a different kind of athleticism or something. I mean, I I would be very intimidated to do yoga with Megan. Megan, 100%. I'm sure she's amazing at it. Would you rather be able to like ask questions to their nutritionist or the dog walker who met Prince George? I guess that's an easy question. Yeah, nutritionist. 100% nutritionist. (laughs) Lastly, in the Royals world, I feel like we barely even want to touch on this, but we felt like we should briefly. Samantha Markle, who has been kind of quiet recently, came out strong with an announcement on Twitter yesterday or over the weekend. Sorry. Uh, uh. And I kind of do love how wacky this announcement is. So I also feel like it's fun to discuss. I couldn't help but let it slip. Markle tweeted to her followers. There are actually two books coming out. Side note, keep in mind, neither, no books come out yet, but there are two (laughs) in the works in the shadows of the Duchess part one and part two. She also gave two hashtags hinting at possible release dates for the books. One in April, which Us Weekly notes is close to when Megan will be giving birth. And then in a second second tweet, she wrote, I'm promoting my book and no one has the right to stop me. Step off. I mean, that energy is like a lot to take in. I don't even know what to say. And, th- and then she ends, and you will love some of the pictures in my book. Also, to refute any of your nasty troll gossip that we did not have a life together. I'm very much your sister, and if you don't like it, too bad. Then this is a wild kicker. Bring it on. I think everyone should take a lie detector test. <laughs> I mean, this is just... I feel like she's grasping at shreds a little bit here. Two books, Julie, would you read two books on the same topic by anyone, let alone Samantha Markle? I feel like this is just, a, she's asking for a lot from people here to think that they're going to read two volumes of her, what, like ruminations about her, like, childhood barely knowing Megan or whatever. I love that you refer to these as volumes, <laughs> as though there's some sort of scholarly work. How presumptuous to just assume that people want two of these, and how much does she really have to say about being in the shadow of another person? The kind of intensity of the two volumes thing is a lot. And who was this publisher who signed on, who was like, yes, give us more? Josh, are you going to read these? If someone Mm. sent you the free copies. It's just, I don't know. I don't want to be supporting this. I don't know. I'm curious. I'm curious what she has to say. I guess, but like, I I can read a summary. I believe. But this is so grotesque that she's timing the release to the the birth of her niece or nephew. Right. And again, what what's the palace doing that they can't kind of squash this, stomp this out? Yeah. Who's the publisher? Like, you can't really find this book. You can't find the book on Amazon. There's no release date. Is she self publishing at this point? Like, I'm very confused about the whole book cycle here. Oh my god, I just, her self-publishing, like she's the next E.L. James, I can't even. Well, I just also just feel like no publisher would be wanting to separate it into two releases two months apart. Like, what would be the marketing strategy there? And it makes me think that somehow that's just her idea. God, what if it's like a Kindle single that she just, I mean, I don't know. I just don't feel like she has enough 
material to fill these two volumes unless they're going to be shorter volumes. And who is she going to dedicate this to? If she does not dedicate these books to her sister, who's inspired her to write this and is the only reason she has any sort of fame or notoriety, I I don't know. I know. I also, though, wonder, at this point, it sort of is feeling to me, especially with that lie detector thing, that she just doesn't, there's no even intent now of trying to be nice or patch things up. It feels like she's gone full tornado, you know? (laughs) Right. Full tornado. Anyway, let's move from Megan to another icon of ours. Oh, another queen in her own right, Angelina Jolie. Um, Pretty much just as we were recording last week, we talked about Angelina's trip to the rock climbing wall. I'm sure you guys remember that so well. But an actress named Sarah Ramos, who's on Parenthood, went public with an even crazier Angelina Jolie story. She tweeted and posted on Instagram, I'm not sure why God chose me to tell this story, but I have to fulfill my calling. A couple months ago, I went to the dog park and saw Angelina Jolie selling organic dog treats. She included a photo as evidence. She had someone take a picture of her kind of in front of the stand. So you clearly see Angie and the kids at the table behind her. Um, Angie's there with Shiloh and twins Vivian and Knox at a plastic folding table in the dirt. It looks to me as though they're at some sort of dog park in Silver Lake. Angelina was wearing what any movie star might to sell organic dog treats, black aviator sunglasses, a gray cardigan sweater, and a black sort of situation underneath. They were joined by a woman in a gray hoodie and sunglasses sitting cross-legged beside them. Josh, what was your reaction when you saw this post? Well, first of all... I love that Julie, in this description of a plastic folding table in the dirt, has the parenthetical note. It made me so sad to type those last six words. Like, plastic folding table in the dirt is such a vivid, emotional image. Um, okay, I yeah, we thought we saw this. I sent it to you, or however we saw it, we like immediately both like were kind of I think just shocked. It's very um. When you look at it online, it's she does it as like a three slide slideshow, and I feel like she really capped she did that perfectly because at first you can kind of see the outline of them, and then it zooms closer and closer as you slide, and then you really just get, I don't know, it's almost I was like shivering a little bit. It was it's like an intense image. It's also weird. One of my first observations was that they don't have any dogs with them, so they're at a dog park <laughs> minus the dog selling these organic treats. Do you have a theory on that? No, I didn't expect for you to come in so hot with criticism. <laughs> uh, no. their, their whole marketing strategy here, but continue, I, please. I like a lot. This, here's what I like. I like, first of all, that Sarah Ramos, who I didn't know before this, captioned, I like the beginning, I'm not sure why God chose me to tell this story. I feel like we should start Perfectly using that or framed. something. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then secondly, I love that this story didn't get, I mean, because she says that this happened a few months ago. No one knew about this. So I kind of like that they had this covert, it wasn't even covert. They just did a very normal thing. And this wasn't one of the ones where, 
I feel like we all hear about it right away. There's paparazzi in their face. I guess in this sense, there was this, if we want to call Sarah, like, I mean, yeah, she took a photo of them, but it seems like they're relatively under the radar and able to do like a very normal family activity. And I did appreciate that. It made me feel underneath my, you know, cold hearted, whatever. I felt, I felt, <laughs> I did feel happy about that. Well, there, there is something sad, I feel like, to the image, because even though I thought the table was presented, organized very well, they have these, all the treats in little brown paper bags, all folded very uniformly. They have a poster with a heart on it. All benefits were going to some sort of charity for dogs. I should name check that, because if anything good can come of this story... It is hope for Paws Rescue. What I did think was sad, though, was that there are no customers. No one's up at the table buying anything, right, Josh? Yeah, I was. I was. I wanted to know. I know she uh, didn't. Sarah Ramos do like an Instagram story corresponding with this or something? Because I feel like I either I saw somewhere or maybe it was in the comments on the post that she said people were asking. Maybe that's what it was. I mean, there must have been people at this dog park going to buy who would have known that was Angelina Jolie, right? Well, right, Josh. I want to know if you had been walking your imaginary dog or whatever, your fictional fantasy dog here, you would have absolutely recognized them. There is no mistaking Angelina Jolie. She looks her most Angelina Jolie-est. Would you have pretended you didn't know who they were? How would you have played this? Oh, I 100% would have gone up because in this case, it was um, for a purpose. Like, like they wanted to be interacting with people, I feel. I mean, if they're all sitting at this table and trying to sell, I would have gone up, bought a treat. Maybe I would have done a Prince George dog walker style thing. Like, oh, what are your guys' names? Who are you? Like, played it like I had no idea. Try to get, because that maximizes your conversational time. Right. Do you guys have dogs at home? Yeah. Did you guys make these treats? Yeah, like yes. really get into like some specifics about the treats. Did you make the stand? Did you bring the table? Was it already here? Um, oh. Love your hat or to whoever's wearing a hat, like that kind of thing. Um, I feel like I 100% would have because I, 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 I wouldn't have felt like I was bothering them, I feel like, because I, I mean, it probably would have, but I feel, <laughs> I feel like they were kind of trying to engage normally with people, right? I know, and that's what makes me sad about this picture is that no one is engaging normally. Someone's taking a photo, but that's it. Um, So Sarah has given a few interviews on the subject. She told people that she felt conflicted about sharing the photos. I felt like I needed to protect the privacy of Angie and her family who were just trying to sell some organic dog treats at the dog park, she said. I felt really conflicted. I thought this was the story of our times. Everything was changed after I went to the dog park. I wasn't expecting anything to happen when I went there and I found Angelina Jolie. Josh, I feel like Sarah, we would really get along I with know, her. I was about to say, she's really on our wavelength. I feel like we need to have her on as a guest. I know. She really understands the gravity of what she witnessed. She also said, so also I know now that Angelina's kids knew I was taking that photo. Uh, Side note, because you can kind of see them looking in her direction. And I wasn't getting anything past anybody, but I'm still glad I took the photo and I'm sorry that's their lives. For better or for worse, I was chosen to share it with you. And you know what? Better me than TMZ. Also, I'm curious, Julie... I would not have had the patience to just sit on these photos for months and not, I mean, I guess she probably sent these to her friends, but 
I, I, to have, she waited a long time, it seems like, to do the pose. Right. What a saint-like person that she waited this long, like that patience. And I, I agree. I. Oh, I love this, though. Julie offers kind of like a, the germ of a conspiracy theory here, which I was actually <laughs> just sort of thinking about something similar, maybe. Oh, I see. Julie's saying maybe that even Angelina recognized Sarah Ramos. This I don't, is, I don't know is... about that, but I was, I was wondering if somehow the timing was or not orchestrated, but like they, someone asked her not to post them for a while, but I don't really understand how that would have gone down. Well, I feel like whenever there's any remotely positive story about Brad Pitt or he's making any sort of headlines, she brings those kids out. I feel like I've seen them at least three times the past week. They went out for like a sushi lunch over the weekend. There was rock climbing. They all went to the Century City Mall. And now this, which is kind of the most, it's a dream item, gossip item, because if you're going to be spotted somewhere, here she is doing something wholesome with her kids for charity. You almost can't make up anything this good. So my insane conspiracy theory is that Angie is a huge Parenthood fan. Notice Sarah Ramos taking this picture Mm. and has... And has been waiting to reach out to her and finally, you know, given the rumor that Brad Pitt is dating Charlize Theron, Angelina mm. either reached out or like psychically sent some sort of message to Sarah that it was okay to share. Because I do think, I mean, it looks like a barren park, at least in the way her photo was. There must have had some interaction and maybe not at the time, but yeah, like it just feels like there was something again, I'm bringing this up again, like the, the Prince George dog story. Like, I feel like there's a, something happened after, I think. Right, right. Because we don't, you said that you think Sarah or other people were at least buying the treats. But in this interview, she didn't mention whether she had purchased treats. Yeah, but it is such a good point too. the Brad Pitt Charlie's rumors. The timing is interesting. It's also right after the whole rock climbing outing photo thing happened. I just feel like there's a lot of these kind of like, oh, they're just a normal family things happening back to back to back. Right. And it's for Angie, a great contrast to Brad out on the town dating some hot movie star actress. And, you know, she's just spending time with the kids. Mm-hmm. I think that's like, a hun- I, I, it's an interesting theory. Now, though, the final to wrap this all up, this is going to be much harder than my last hypothetical. Would you rather have chanced upon you open your eyes and you're in this dog park where Angelina Jolie is selling her dog treats with like a bunch of her kids or you open your eyes and you're at this stream laden dog park where Prince George and uh, Princess Charlotte are playing with Carol Middleton? I think knowing the full context, definitely the Angelina Jolie situation because like you, can you go mentioned... Up. Right, they're essentially beckoning strangers to come up and buy their dog treats. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, it's actually kind of wild this is the first we heard about it. Because if they were selling dog treats at the Silver I mean, Silver Lake, you would know better than me, but I'm sure it's like a somewhat well-trafficked dog park. Isn't Silver Lake a hopping area? It is a very hopping area. Given how empty it is, I'm wondering if this was a weekday, but it would be in November, so maybe it was like a halt. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm just interested to know how no one else in any way encountered Angelina here and had something to say about it. 
I know. It's a little suspicious. I did kind of scan through Twitter, searching for anyone else who had witnessed this mirage in the dog park, or, but I didn't see anything. I feel like, count on us to somehow like start with a heartwarming analysis and then end with like a conspiracy theory. Like, <laughs> um, Anyways, let's we get into our fun fan messages of the week. Yes, yes. We got some incredible notes uh riot takes a walk wrote us to say that she saw nicole kidman and keith urban at the australian open i stood next to them while waiting for a sparkling water okay this is the kind of detail that makes this message perfect she goes on they did not seem to require a cold beverage cool (laughs) beverage they were with anna wintour and baz lerman who side note produced the weddings of anna's daughter Anyway, the point I want to make is Nicole is beautiful with translucent skin, but somehow on a 110-degree day, I did not see one bead of sweat on her face. Nicole sat there in a white frock with large brim hat, somehow inhabiting a different aura than the rest of us. Sigh. Incredible detail on this message. I love it. I know. I uh, The visual of her waiting for the sparkling water with Nicole and Keith nearby. Keith with that sure, I'm sure his hair is perfectly straight ironed. We love and live for these types of sightings out in the wild. Thank you so much for Riot Takes a Walk. Uh, if anyone else has anything like this, please send them our way. Talk about like a Mad Lib style sighting though at the Australian Open next to Nicole Kidman buying a sparkling water. Like I feel like that's like a you know when you play the slot machines at Vegas or whatever. <laughs> I love that like that that trio coming up. All right, Josh, do you want to read the next? So Addison is this on Instagram as well? Uh, has theories yes. about Megan's pseudo return. Oh right, right, right. So. This was a great point. So back in the day, we would see Megan and Jessica Mulroney, her pseudo stylist. It's sort of unclear what Jessica Mulroney's exact relationship is at this point to Megan's clothing. But we know they're very close. She was like sort of the de facto maid of honor at the royal wedding. She lives in Canada, though. And uh, Addison points out at Instagram parties hosted by Instagram for influencers, Instagram has been a huge part of Jessica's rise to fame in the pre-Harry Meghan era. And we want to point out that Addison did some great kind of throwing in of photo evidence at this point to show us what Meghan and Jessica looked like when they were out on the town together in Toronto. And then Addison continues, I'm sure the new PR guy is behind these smoke-blowing Instagram messages through her makeup artist. Right. Jessica's in London this week, was in London. So I was waiting for her to post something in the Daniel Martin vein that was going to be the avocado toast style that maybe now we were going to see that. But I, I'm pretty sure, having looked at Jessica's stories this morning, that she's back in Toronto. We didn't get anything. So I don't know if... I'm sure she saw Megan, of course, but I just I guess the Instagram didn't come up. Josh, do you think that Megan's PR person that was behind that Instagram? The avocado toast one? Right. Of just like, let's show people, I don't know, let's... I would hope. I think that's a good strategy. I mean, I think I think when Jessica goes to visit her in London, she should post about hanging out with Megan. I feel like it's normal. It's modern. I feel like by not letting it happen, you're just um, drawing more attention to the weirdness of it all. Right. I feel like like these are two people who like using social media. Like, let them use it, you know? 
but yeah, they were great. And the and the photo from them in the past, maybe we'll post it on our story when the episode comes out. Is um, it's a really good photo to remind you of like Megan's pre royal life. Uh, her pre royal life. Um, the last item here, Josh. I don't know if you saw this, but Tatler magazine had a cover line on its most recent cover. Reading is Meghan Markle the next Wallace Simpson. Oh God. It was very controversial, got a lot of backlash in the comments. <laughs> I love this one person's comment. Wow, next Duchess of Windsor, she's not going to fundamentally shake the foundations of the British monarchy because she wakes up at 5 a.m. and eats avocado toast. I mean, the the reaction to the avocado toast situation... I think we may have mentioned this last week, but actually I think I have it saved on my phone because the Daily Mail actually did a post how Megan's favorite avocado snack, beloved of all millennials, is fueling human rights abuses, drought, and murder. Oh, my God. And then the subhead is she loves an avocado. (laughs) It's kind of the craziest Daily Mail story I think I've ever seen. But it actually, they used her avocado toast, the Daniel Martin avocado toast Instagram to fully create this like insane uh, story about how like avocados are ruining the world. So I don't know. It is crazy. The the British media spin on all of this continues to surprise me. Oh, man. Well, again, we had a bounty of amazing gossip items last week to discuss, so I hope there are more. And please feel free to write in with any sightings, thoughts, conspiracy theories. Yeah, and leave us voicemails. We love that. We haven't played on any in a bit, but you guys continue to leave us really fun voicemails. Yeah, so that does it for this week's episode of In the Limelight. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please check us out on Apple Podcasts, rate, review. I love that we didn't even realize we were doing this. Two dog park tales this week. It's like the tale of two Pomeranians or whatever. Anyways, that really helps us find new listeners. and We really appreciate it. You can reach out to us and leave us a voicemail at 347-790-0966. Also, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight. You could follow us individually at Julie W. Miller. And I'm at Jay Duboff. We're also on Instagram at In the Limelight Pod. This episode was edited and produced by Brett Fuchs. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. And until then, no, no bad, bad energy. energy.